pretty cool. And I learned that stopping something allows us to perpetually keep withholding affection for ourselves. Recently, what I've been teaching, what I've been practicing embodying is not trying to be somebody or, which is vague, I know that's really vague, or to try to create some outcome. stressful compulsive place it's coming from the energy of our inner child the unhealed unintegrated unembraced pain of our inner child now that pain feels at its core at its most fundamental level that it is unwanted So the first objective of this pain, this energy of pain, of of unwantedness that represents and sums up our inner child, the first objective is to stop feeling, to not face that pain, to run away from that pain. And the way this manifests is through its second objective, which is to overcome. Our inner child needs to prove that it is worthy, that it is deserving of being loved and being wanted. Now most of the time, we're possessed by this energy. Because it's a part of our consciousness. Our awareness is another word for consciousness. So, here we are in this body, going about life in each moment. But then, when this compulsive energy arises, we take that to be ourselves, which is true. On one hand, it is a part of us, it's part of our consciousness, it's the unhealed part of our consciousness. So we can't really treat it, you know, normally. (laughs) We can't really give it the same, we can't follow the same procedure for that part of us. What do I mean by that? I mean, when you're coming from pure inspiration, from your heart, when you're aligned, you're very relaxed, you're very at ease, you're very yourself. You're expressing yourself, you're creating, you're sharing, you're loving, you're laughing. 
very much a, a doing. It's an expression. It's a, it's a moving outwards from within, from the center. But when this compulsive energy, this hurt energy of the child arises, then we fall into its frame of I need to do more, I need to be more, I need to fix it. So, I've been bringing a lot of awareness to when I'm trying to create an outcome, get to somewhere. You know, when I'm trying to numb my emotions. I'm trying to, you know, falling prey to distraction, thoughts, non-stop thinking about everything, outcomes, things I need to do, things I need to fix, what I should be doing, how am I doing, and suppressing, not being honest about how I'm feeling, you know, giving the emotions that I feel negative labels, that's depression, that's anxiety putting all these negative connotations on my emotions, which is a form of suppression. Suppression, I'm suppressing them. Just embracing them as just another aspect of the inner child, the next one in line to be loved. So what I realized today, what I learned, is that needing to stop something before you can completely relax is a form of perpetuating the inner child's agenda of running away from the pain and hurt that it feels at a deep level and trying to prove itself. Because if I can stop doing whatever it is when, you, when I say that, whatever comes to mind in your life, if I can stop being so awkward <laughs> or anxious or broke, or this or that, so I can stop acting this way, doing this thing, being this way. If I can just stop, then I can relax, then I can feel at ease. That's a way of prolonging it. I didn't realize that. I was catching myself. I was trying to create outcomes, but I wasn't realizing that needing to stop certain, you know, feeling certain emotions or behaving in certain ways before I could actually relax <laughs> and be there with myself and embrace what I was feeling. I didn't realize that was happening. So I want to create this episode here, sharing this with you, to remind you that there's nothing you have to stop doing before you can relax and give yourself affection and love. There's nothing you need to get or accomplish or achieve. And this doesn't mean that we don't accomplish or achieve anything or get anything. This doesn't mean that we just sit down all day and do nothing. Although, if that's what's inspired you know, we're inspired to do, then that's 
perfect. That's exactly what's right for us. We feel called to do that. We resonate with that. That's beautiful. But it does mean that if there's this compulsive energy behind it, because our inner child wants to prove itself by getting something, accomplishing something, achieving something, having some symbol of, you know, am I good enough now? Look at what I've done, look at what I have. Or as a form of numbing to take the edge off. Oftentimes we so desperately want a relationship, want to have sex, want to get approval. It's a form of numbing to take the edge off. Let me take the edge off of the sadness and hurt and pain that is at the core of my inner child's wounds. And that's not your fault. You did nothing wrong. You were hurt in childhood and adolescence. You sustained those wounds. Not because you're bad or that you did something wrong or that you're being punished. It's actually exactly what you needed. You chose that environment to set you up for an even, an even, excuse me, greater reunion with your own loving embrace and attention and heart. It's amazing. The greater the depth of pain, the greater the depth of reunion. I know that can be hard to hear, especially if you're going through very intense circumstances or you have been through very intense circumstances. I know while you're in the journey, while you're on the way to reuniting with yourself, that can be very hard to let land. I'm empathetic to that and to how you're feeling, if that sounds like you. There's nothing you need to stop doing before you can actually relax and start giving yourself gentle encouragement and love and affection. And a great way to start that process is to tune into your breath. Become aware of your breath right now. What's the state of your breath? Too often we neglect our breath. There's so much time we've spent being completely unaware of our breath. We've neglected our breath for such a long time that as I say, and I propose that exercise, that practical tooltip, that direction to like if you've been wearing glasses all your life and then someone, but you didn't realize you're wearing glasses all your life and then someone goes, hey, look, pay attention to your glasses. It's like, what? What glasses? What do you mean? What are glasses? <laughs> They're on your face, silly. Touch them. See it. Now you can't touch your breath, but you can touch it with your awareness. You can't touch it physically. That would be crazy. You know, it feels like a physical entity, <laughs> but touch it with your awareness and just 
gently become aware and explore and investigate. What does my breath feel like? Is it rushed? Is it shallow? Is it quick? Does it feel strained? And strain represents stress and pain. Together it creates strain. So is there strain upon the breath? The degree to which you're breathing gently and slowly is the degree to which your heart is going to be open or closed and your attention span is going to lengthen or decrease. The more shallowly we're breathing, the more our nervous system is going to be overstimulated. Spell for our inner child's hurt. Under in the dream of I need to accomplish and achieve more. I need to numb the pain. I need to suppress it. I need to neglect it. I need to run away from it. By saying, once I stop doing these things and being this way then I can slow down, I can relax, I can finally feel good about myself. Once I get these things, have this criteria met, then I can feel good about myself. Once I have X, do X, or stop Y, I can feel complete and whole and relaxed. But we never get there, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. Always another thing we got to stop doing, another thing we got to start doing, something that we got to improve, because we are not actually guiding our life. Our inner child is guiding our life. Our inner child's energy is directing and moving all of our thoughts, responses, and behaviors powerful way, one of the most powerful ways to start dissipating the insights, ideas, revelations that are right in front of us, waiting to be realized. But we miss them because we are suffocating emotionally, energetically, <laughs> and kind of literally because we're breathing so shallowly. Our state of consciousness, the state of our breath, are synonymous, they go hand in hand. Now it's, 
took me like five fucking years to really distill that and get that to then now be able to share it with you here. And it's so ironic and funny because I always thought it had to be this intricate, <sighs> complicated, arduous process, journey to start to feel good about myself. Which is exactly what the inner child wants. Like, yes, it needs to take a long time. It needs to be very arduous. It needs to be difficult because I need to prove myself. The more difficult it is, the more, the greater the chance I have to prove myself. I can't just get great things. ideas can't just fall on my lap, it's too easy, I need to prove myself, I need to claw my way towards it, so our first big step is by into this present moment that you are. Everything else is just a clever attempt by your inner child to innocently run away from the pain that it's in and the need to prove itself that it so desperately is clinging on to as its one last hope to finally feel the love it's desperately been craving all of its life. Since the birth of that pain when we were younger. And the more our bodies relaxed while we stay mentally alert, the more our breathing is gentle and slow, smooth, rhythmic, the more that conditioning will begin healing. As we acclimate to more expansive states of consciousness, those, conscious, those ex more expansive states of consciousness become anchored in 
to your experience. That becomes your default state. You can now literally handle breathing in that atmosphere. It's kind of like when you're hiking up a mountain. Like at Mount Everest, you have to take different breaks at different stages of climbing that mountain. Because if you go too far, you'll get altitude sickness, I believe it's what it's called. Your body needs to adjust and acclimate to the new elevation. So if you want more things in your life, relationships, money, ideas, creativity, energy, just like the person wants, really wants to climb more of that mountain, Mount Everest, they also, so too, must respect their body's limits. They need to give their body a chance to safely adjust the new elevation. You need to give your consciousness a chance to safely anchor at a more relaxed, calm state. Let your inner child heal, that conditioning will start to unravel. And then you can handle letting in more things in your life. Because if you were to get those things now, you couldn't fully appreciate them. Because this, the moment you were to get them, you would be on to the next thing. And some of you might be on that journey where you have been given lots of things. But it still is not enough. There's just another thing I need and another thing and I gotta stop doing this and I gotta change this and I gotta fix this. Da, 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 da. So you might already have experienced that. Or maybe you haven't. And maybe we still think that the answer does lie in more. Or do a little what I'm doing. Which is just another form of more. Just look at your surroundings, your environment. When I'm rooted in the most intense need to accumulate or eliminate, there's so much pressure like in my face. I can't, my attention span is so just shot. I can't focus on one thing to save my life. I'm so stressed, so much strain upon the very fabric of my existence. Appreciate my environment. Pay attention to what the person in front of me is saying. Because what they have to say, what is around me, is of little value. It's a means to an end. It's something I just need to put up with to eventually prove myself, to then feel good about myself. What if we just stop doing that? Which is funny because this whole episode is about stopping the need to stop doing things. <laughs> but in 
order to stop doing things. We need to stop doing things. <laughs> so what do I mean by that? I mean... Stop trying to stop doing things and acquiring things and accomplishing things. And just relax and breathe. And let inspiration spark within you. You'll know when it's time to do something because it feels so exciting, so good. You can't not do it. It's so compelling in the best way. It's not compulsive, which indicates a great deal of strain. It's compelling. It's wonderful. It's joyous. It's peaceful. It's relaxing. It's rejuvenating. It's sustaining. It's a bridge to an even better moment. Notice how when we're in this compulsive state of accumulation or elimination, this moment is sacrificed for a greater moment. A greater perceived moment in the future. But that's not true. When we're coming from inspiration, when we're coming from inspiration, when our bodies are relaxed, when we're our mind and our heart are merged into one, there's this reunification, this reunion with our consciousness and our inner child. And in that space of relaxation, we can safely support our inner child's healing and recovery without feeling its strain. We are unaffected by its healing and integration. It's automatic healing and integration that doesn't need to be micromanaged or analyzed or overseen in any way. When we're coming from a compelling place of inspiration, we say this moment is beautiful and I'm also called into this next moment. There's an, a deepening of appreciation, a compounding of appreciation. This is so good. And this is even better. And that even better does not discount how good this is. It's just a further appreciation. Even deeper appreciation. And that's love. That's what I wanted to talk to you about today on my walk in the outside world <laughs> on this beautiful day in Arizona. So breathe, relax. If you haven't already, go give me a follow on Instagram at the Backyard Buddha or on TikTok at the Backyard Buddha if you want to see some more content. this resonates and with that I say have a beautiful weekend I love you goodbye <laughs>